All right. Um, so thank you all for your prayers. Wow. We, we flew in, 42 of us, uh, this last Friday night. We arrived, we arrived in San Francisco Airport. Here's a picture of our team. We called it the Adventure. And uh, this is all 42 of us. Actually, there's 41 of us here. I think Len was missing. Is that right? Len was missing in action. How's your leg? Is okay? Not broken or anything like that? She fell off the Mount of Olives. That's just a joke. But uh, actually, it wasn't far from uh, that. There was, this was, you know, we, we mentioned to you that you walk a minimum of five miles on this. It's, we, one, night, one day it was nine miles. It, we push you. This team was amazing. What they endured. You're talking usually 14-hour days. You are going, going, going. You get your money's worth when you travel with me. I'm a missionary. I'm used to going crazy. And you just get an amazing experience, as you're going to see in a little bit. But uh, very, very demanding. And yet this team, you guys were unbelievable. Unbelievable. So thank you for your prayers for all that we experienced. So uh, we went to, flew into Rome, we went to then Israel, and then Petra, and uh, what we're going to do today is just basically allow the team to share um, as many as we can this Sunday and then next Sunday, because you're going to hear life transformational stories. You go to Israel, it changes your life. You need to go to Israel. Please, just put that, and, and you're going to see this, you're going to go, I need that experience. You need the experience of walking in the steps of Jesus Christ. That's why I'm committed to doing this for the rest of my life. Every four years, I'll lead a team until I die or the rapture happens or I can't walk five miles anymore because the impact is beyond description. It really is. So um, I want to give you a scripture. And uh, now, you know what? There's so many hilarious things that happen on a trip like this. I mean, crazy, crazy fun things. I don't have time to tell all these stories. But this one I caught on video. So, Robert, let's just, uh, I don't know if we've got it kind of queued up, ready to go. Let me hear this. What do you say? Welcome to Israel! Yes, yes, Okay, now let me describe what we're showing. Then we've got one more clip, okay? So we arrive expecting great weather and everything, and we're talking to our guide. How should we pack and get ready for the next day? He's like, no rain. There's going to be no rain. And it's going to be a wonderful day. No umbrellas. You don't need anything. And we're like, we think it's going to rain. We show up to the very first site at Caesarea Maritime, okay? And we get under this cover. It doesn't rain. It didn't rain. It hailed. I mean, we're talking, it came down so hard, and so someone else took footage, I can't remember who, uh, and here's the other clip of the same incident. in shorts, you know, we're ready, and it just, you just can't imagine. It was just so awesome. 
all every day was just like unpredictable and so much fun and so great and exciting. So we just can't wait to get into it. So what's going to happen is this two for two weeks you're going to hear our team just sharing stories, and then uh, two weeks after that I'm going to take you on a tour of Israel, uh, and uh, just I'll explain that later. But I'm going to bring you to Israel because some of you are like Mark, I'm never going to be able to do this, and uh, so I've done this for other actually countries where I go. Chinese pastors or pastors all over the world that, you know, I trained. I think you guys know that. And I'll, I'll, I'll do this. I've never thought about doing it for just you guys. And so we're going to do that. And I think for many of you, it'll inspire you and just be amazed. For others of you, it's going to really move you to sign up to go in four years, okay? So I want to give you just a scripture here. If you have your Bibles, just turn to the book of Psalms, if you would. Turn to Psalm 125. I just want just one little verse, but it's just so good to see God's word with our own eyes. Psalm 120 through uh, Psalm 32, no, Psalm 34 are what we call Psalms of Ascent. They're the Psalms that were sung as pilgrims would travel to Jerusalem to go to the temple to worship. And millions, millions of people all over the world still go to Jerusalem. You need to make that trek. You need to join the millions in your life at some point. It's a privilege. And so there's just one scripture. There's something about Israel. As soon as you land, you feel like you're home because this is the place of the millennial kingdom. This is the the capital of the new kingdom of God. And to go there before the whole world is remade, according to the book of Revelation, and see it now is incredible. You need to do it. When you land, you feel as if you're home. It is a true, it's a holy land. I never feel more at home, am I right, team, than when you're there. It's like powerful. There's nothing on earth like it. So there, there's just scripture. There's so many profound scriptures about Israel. But Psalm 125, just verse 2, says, As the mountains surround Jerusalem, I wish I had a picture of Jerusalem right now. I don't. But you'll see the mountains surround Jerusalem. So the Lord surrounds his people, both now and forevermore. So when you travel through Jerusalem, it's like God surrounds you. I mean, surrounds you. You feel his presence. You sense his presence. You bless Israel, God blesses you. That happens with nations, but it also happens with pilgrims. And so it's life-changing. It really is life-changing. So what we want to do just in our time here is just allow you to hear from different ones. But, you know, it's only like one, two minutes, three minutes maybe each person has to share because we have a lot of people, <laughs> 40 people sharing. And what I ask them to do when you go on this trip is just look to the Lord. He's going to surround you, and he's going to lead you to a moment, or probably moments, that is going to really impact your life. And take a picture of that moment and then tell the story. And so that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to have different ones come up, show you a picture, and just tell you how their life, this was their moment. Maybe it's a few moments, but this is like, uh, you know, maybe they had two or three moments, but it's like they're going to pick one. 
and just share that with you. That's what's going on. Amen? So thank you again. It's good to be back. And we're going to bring up, let's see, Sean, are you here? Sean Young? What up? Give Sean a round of applause. Sean comes up. Ah, good stuff. I got some great pictures with Sean, too, by the way. My last name, Young. I was expecting to be at the end, not the very beginning. <laughs> All right. Okay, how does that sound? I, with my last name being Young, I was expecting to be the last one, not the very first one. Ah, okay. Um, it was quite an adventure, like they said. It was nonstop. It was nonstop, and um, it was an amazing trip. Um, I'm still trying to process everything. So this actual picture that I sent um, really is depicting uh, not the one I actually wanted. There you go. Thanks, Bob. Okay. Um, but it's actually when they were speaking about the tomb of Christ. So, you know, most people have the understanding of how Christ um, was in the, laid in the tomb and the big rock was covering the entrance. Um, there was a place in which a guy named Paul, who was a volunteer, he was giving a, um, a talk in regards to the uh, resurrection, the death, burial, and resurrection. And I would say which was actually towards almost the very end of the trip, it was possibly my moment when he's giving the story, which I've heard a thousand times. Um, and it was the most impactful of all the things that we had done on the trip. I mean, we have seen so many, and we put in so many miles of walking, but it was at that moment for me, the realization as well as the Holy Spirit just confirming on me once again that the, rex, the resurrection happened. It's true that Christ really rose from the grave. And that was something special for me, that where we were and how I just took it all in at that moment. Um, but yeah, that was probably the most impactful thing. It wasn't about going to other little special places that we may have, where Christ may have walked, per se, but actually coming to an understanding or to where Christ possibly, well, one of the places where he possibly came out of the tomb. And um, that was just a, an amazing experience. And um, basically, like I said, that was at, towards the end of the trip, and that kind of wrapped it up for me. It was like, I'm glad I went. I was glad I went. And I was able to take my wife and my oldest daughter with me as well. And um, we had a wonderful time together. I enjoyed their company and um, met a lot of new friends. Uh, and, and the ones that I did know, I got to know a little bit better. And uh, those who know me um, uh, know that I'm, I'm kind of like a little goof off a little bit. So... <laughs> so <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> I like to have a little fun um, and also enjoy uh, the experience. But um, I'm very glad, and I would just encourage anyone who hasn't thought about it to maybe they, they should. Um, it would definitely open your eyes to a lot of different things as well as being you, bringing you closer to the Lord. 
Amen. Appreciate it. Janice, you're up, girl. This is uh, Sean's wife. Let's hear it for Janice. Hi, everybody. Um, before going on this adventure, I had some hurts and some hang-ups that were keeping me from fully living out my purpose that God had called me to live. So I began this adventure with a prayer-filled heart, <clears throat> um, anticipating that God was going to do something great on this trip in my life, and he did not disappoint. Um, first in Rome, my husband Sean and I accidentally got lost, and... <laughs> Within a couple of hours, we were safely back with the group, but that experience actually bothered me so much that at night, I had a dream, and God showed me some things about myself that I did not like. And then he did some repair work in my heart, and that was really painful. Um, but he helped me um, remove some unforgiveness, some insecurities, and pride that had built up a callus on my heart and had me feeling really bitter. Those flaws were keeping me from drawing near to God and to others. So removing all that junk felt like a cleansing rain. And boy, did it rain on that trip <laughs> in Rome. Um, in Israel, at the Sea of Galilee, it was just so beautiful and so special. And I could picture Jesus calling the disciples to leave their fishing and to come follow him. And there on the shore with my feet in the water... I rededicated my life to following Jesus. And then in the boat on the sea, I asked him to take me deeper and strengthen my faith. And then finally, eating fish from the sea was just totally cool. Do you think Jesus ate tilapia? <laughs> we did. It was, it was really cool. It was really hard to say goodbye to Galilee, but my new friend Carolyn encouraged me to look ahead to many wonderful places that we would go, and she was right. The most impactful moment of the trip came for me in, Jerus um, in Jerusalem, and all three of these pictures are all there in Jerusalem at the West Wall of the Temple Mount, also known as the Wailing Wall. My plan was to go to the wall and pray for my family, and as I was praying, suddenly and unexpectedly, I was overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit, and I was completely consumed with the desire to worship God. I stood at the wall with my hands surrendered in praise, and this place became a holy place for me in that moment, alone with Jesus, my Savior, yet surrounded by my dear Christian sisters and many Jewish women praying to God. I will never forget that moment. Thank you, Mark and Tracy. This trip was an incredible, life-changing adventure, and I won't forget all my new friends. My heart is filled with love, and I am set free. Thank you, Lord. You know, on these trips, uh, I love them so much because, you know, the thing that drives me crazy about our ministry is we're not a church, we're just a ministry within the church, but I still don't get to know and spend time with all of you. It's crazy. We have 600 people that come here in a month, and I go home often, and I just go, Lord, I want to know every one of your stories. I, I really do. I want to know you. I want to be able to pray for you. And a trip like this affords that. And so I make it my goal to spend time with every single, all 42, which I did. And to hear your story. And it's like, it's awesome what God's doing in all of your lives. I know all the time. You know, it, you don't have to just be in, you know, Israel for God to do mighty works in your lives. But it's like, you get 18 days of focus on the Lord. It's, it's just life changing. And so you think you're going there to see 
And all of a sudden, God meets you, and he rocks your world sideways, upside down, every way imaginable. That happened with all 42, not just a few, every single one of us in different ways. So we heard from Sean and Janice, but Julie, come on up here, girl. This is our daughter. She's the kid, the kid in the group. She is so fun, and uh, I love it. Just kind of can't wait for what God's going to put on your heart. Hi, everyone. I'm Julie, Janice's and Sean's daughter. Um, I'm First of all, I'm super blessed that they took me um, because they were like, do you want to go? And I was like, I'm a broke college student. I, I can't go. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they really stepped in and supported me um, and made it so I was able to go. Um, so I'm going to read this. Um, so one of my many moments, um, like Mark was saying, some, a lot of us had more than one just great moment. There was so many. Um, it was when our tour guide, Andre, um, was leaving. Um, we were all just praying over him. And it was amazing the love our group felt towards him and vice versa, um, how strong a relationship like that could grow with all of us um, just in such a short amount of time. So while we were praying over him before he left us, it made me realize that one of God's greatest gifts were relationships. And I think Andre really showed us a great example of God's love. He led us around in the hail, as you guys saw, um, the rain, the sun, the wind, and was always there for us and always stayed patient with us, even if our questions might have had obvious answers. Uh, Teresa, where are you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, or he'd just charge us $1. So if you don't know what that means, free food to ask one of us. Um, it also reminded me of the other tour guide that we had in Rome, um, Rita, and a stranger we had met on the trip named Catherine um, that said the joy we had in our group was something so different and how it made them turn, um, turn their lives to follow Christ as well. So when it comes down to it, I think this really made me want to make sure that I need to make to make sure that I'm showing God's love in all my relationships and pouring into others like our wonderful, our wonderful group did, Andre, and ultimately like Jesus did. So, thank you. That's so cool. When you travel as 42 people, I mean, people were coming to Christ. Our guides were coming to know Jesus. And uh, it's just beautiful, the power of God. You know, just when God's people come together for a purpose on a mission is, is incredible. Awesome. Tom Gardner, come on, Tommy. Give it up for Tom. Uh. Thank you, Mark. Where do I begin? The trip was unbelievable. Unbelievable. What took us uh, almost three weeks should have been five weeks. I started saving like four years ago, knowing that I was going to go. So it took me four years to save up for the trip, vacation and money-wise. I want to start off by just talking about Rome a little bit, since that's where we started at. I don't see any pictures, so I don't know if we got one of Rome. That's the Colosseum behind us. Um, I start in Rome because that's where um, Paul sort of was uh, taken <clears throat> to for his trial and then death. We walked the streets of Rome, probably 
on some of the streets that Paul walked on, probably the same place that he was beheaded and probably the same place that he was jailed. Very impressive. Very impressive that a man like Paul not only walked the walk, but he talked the talk. And he was willing to die for his life of the Lord Jesus Christ. When um, the second place I like to talk about is, uh, is the Sea of Galilee. It's a picture right there. It meant a lot to me because of, of what went on there. <clears throat> Jesus, uh, he spent a significant amount of time in his ministry around the sea. Jesus paid taxes with a coin from a fish. Healed a man lowered through a roof of the house by his friends. Delivered a man who was possessed by demons. Healed a woman who was bleeding for many, many years. Healed a centurion's uh, servants. Free, fed 4,000 and 5,000 people. Preached near the sea. And calmed the sea when they were out at sea with men who thought they were going to die while he slept. And then it was at the same place where he called his disciples and they left their boats and they followed him to be the followers of Christ. The, the trip was impressive. It was unbelievable. And I was glad to be able to, at the Sea of Galilee, Lisa uh, uh, sang a song and they played some songs on the, on the boat. And Nancy and I were able to pray together. We lifted up our kids, our family, our grandkids. It was just uh, an unbelievable time. Thank you. Uh, and now for Tom's uh, beautiful other half. Nancy, come on up here. Talk to us, girl. Love it. Well, as everyone's saying, it was a great, wonderful trip. Mark kept us going. It was kind of like we were um, at summer camp, only we didn't even get free time. It was just go, go, go the whole time. Um, the picture that I chose is of a beautiful olive tree in the Garden of Gethsemane. And um, by this, we're in now to the third week of our trip when we're here and we're in Jerusalem and um, just thinking of all the things that um, I learned during that time and how much how he prayed um, in that garden and, and how much he suffered, you know, for, for us and that he died for me. And I um, reflected on three things that that day. Um, I was challenged to love him more and more so that it just oozes out of me to my um, to the people around me, to my family, to my friends, and I need to be more bold, which is hard for me sometimes, but I was challenged to do that. The second thing was to, uh, during the trip, was to leave disappointments behind, those things that keep coming up where you think about, gee, I wish I could live this over again or do something different. I need to let those things go because um, the Lord knows he knows the whys, and I don't always have to know the whys of things. And then the third thing was, um, I'm facing, I'm going to be retired this year, and just kind of facing another stage of life and changes, and I just was challenged to finish well. And uh, it was a great trip. Thank you. 
I had such a fun time with Nancy, too. I have to tell this story. Can you write if I, yeah. Um, in Jerusalem, there's a place called Hezekiah's Tunnel. Some of you have actually walked through that before. You know, it's uh, quite a long underground tunnel, that, and water comes up to your knees, and you walk through this. It's like probably four, the length of four uh, football fields. And so uh, there's, you know, I've done this, I don't know, eight, nine, ten times I've, I've been there, you know, to Israel. So I, I know the tunnel pretty well, and I know around a corner there's a spot I can hide. And I go first. It's pitch black. It's pitch black. And so you're kind of going along, and, you know, I, of course I didn't tell everyone to bring a flashlight because I wanted them to go in the darkness and get the whole experience. And of course, then I wait around the corner. <laughs> And then as they come by, I get to scare every one of them. Uh, this is the kind of tour you get with me, okay? And so everyone pretty much didn't really jump except for Nancy. Nancy went about four feet high in that tunnel. It was great. It was just a moment I'll never forget. And uh, Nancy, you're just so precious. Yeah, there was another group from a different church coming. So Tom had mercy on me in the darkness, man. I just, I, I could have been having fun. I could have stayed there for four hours, okay? I, you know, this is what the pastor does with his sheep, okay? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Lisa Landrum, where are you at, girl? Come on up here and uh, give us a little. I don't know if Lisa's going to talk about this, but she's got an amazing voice, and she would just spontaneously, and during my sharing, when I'm going to talk here in a few weeks, I'm going to play a couple videos, because they're so awesome. Lisa, you just, you know, it was incredible. Her ministry, everyone has a ministry, because your your gifts come out. You know, for me, it's scaring people in tunnels. For Lisa, it's singing. Whatever you want to share, girl. Oh, good morning, followers. I wrote this down in case I get too emotional. So my adventure here at this church began in 2012, and it has been continuing strongly ever since. And uh, this trip was just like a whole different level of life transformation. Um, my, I mean, I sang and I cried all the way through, and I feel like I left a piece of me back there. So I didn't expect to feel like I was leaving home, but I actually felt like I was leaving home. And I cried, which... I haven't cried since I left flying somewhere in like decades. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm crying to leave. Anyway, my picture is not of me. Um, is it coming up? Okay, I'm gonna do the setup of my picture, which should be coming up. <laughs> and. The picture is actually of my daughter, Julie, who uh, was my roommate. And so thank you, Janice and Sean, for sharing her with me for the week or the three weeks. And Julie, thank you for everything that you brought into my life. Um, there's a picture. Julie is cuddling a tiny, needy, lost, dirty kitten that she pulled from the garbage can, from under a garbage can. The kitten is so small that it is drinking water that she gave it from a water bottle cap. So it is tiny. And my brain is seriously going into mom overdrive, like, no. Uh, it's, 
dirty. And then she reached around and whipped her new scarf off her neck and wrapped the kitten up in it. She was determined to find a home for this kitten. She was petting it, cuddling it. She even went up to a very traditionally garbed little Jewish girl and said, don't you need a home? Don't you need a kitten? And like, I'm like, oh, we're going to have a situation because she's not going to be able to take this kitten back to the bus. But she was determined and bold and brave and, and just didn't really listen to us. Um, and as my mom brain was processing all that, God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, all of them broke me. They broke my heart. And I felt like they were talking to me. They said, listen, daughter, learn. When you hear my voice, you go boldly down the path I'm calling to you to, like a child. Use everything I have given to you, time, talents, treasures, to help the lost and the needy. Love them, comfort them, as I love and comfort you. See through my eyes, not the world's. Do all you can, and stop only when I say stop. Eventually, Julie moved the cat to a safer place and left the cat. But it was a beautiful, humbling moment and I was broke down. I don't know what the next place we went to after that was because I was completely in tears, sitting on a rock trying to get my act together. Um, and God made sure I had plenty of time to reflect on that because he took my TV on the flight back. So I had 14 hours to listen to music and read the Bible and reflect on what he was teaching me in that moment. A Psalm came to me, Psalm 1611. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And for me, that moment was everything. Uh, about the trip summed up into that moment and because I sang my way through Israel and five people have asked me to sing I'll sing just a little bit of the song that's been on my heart this morning I got this fire down in my soul that I can't contain I can't control I want more of you God I want more of you, God. Yeah, um, I can sing just like that <laughs> in my dreams. You're like, man, I was expecting to hear about Israel. It's not about the land. It's what the land does to you. It's what God, God does to you there. I don't know, the, the way I picture this is like, I don't know, picture a big piece of china that I'm holding. All of a sudden I drop it, and it shatters into a thousand pieces. That's what happens to the callus over your heart. Shatters. And God makes his way in, and he uses a little cat. It's just that our hearts get so hard here. We're called the pilgrim. We need to change our setting at times. You don't need to only go to Israel, but it helps. I think you're seeing that. There's a principle here. There's something deep that, that I hope and pray that you're catching for your own soul. We need God. But we have to go where we can find God. That doesn't always mean going to Israel. But I believe 
in your lifetime, it would be great if you could do so. Carolyn, where are you at, Greco? Get up here. Come here. Come here, girl. Come here. What's what? They, they, they misspelled your name. You are hilarious. All right. Look out here, and you won't be able to tell. Your name is misspelled. Carolyn, go for it. Well, this trip, I can't, I can't bear to uh, explain it to you all in one breath. But <laughs> for the past many, many years, I've had dreams to to attend this trip because of my fear and because I heard on the, on the media, I, I was afraid. And also, financials got in the way. And I said, and I said to myself, and the Lord said, that's just the enemy. The enemy is preventing you from experiencing going to Israel. Well, I went. And I just can thank this team They've been so, so supportive. I thank Pastor Mark, Pastor Vance, Alicia, and Tracy. They helped me with a lot of my obstacles. I, I had problems walking. They gave me the courage and the strength to do what I wanted, wanted to do. This, my experience happened at the Sea of Galilee. That When we were on that boat and Mark was reading, from a scripture which I can't remember by heart, but it was so impactful to my life. It was talking about when Jesus was in the storm with the disciples and how they were afraid it's going to drown. And I was picturing myself in this boat and this big storm, and I'm thinking about the storms in my life. And I'm always scared, saying, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do about it? And then the Lord, then I would go to the Lord, and he would say, don't be afraid. You've little faith. I'm here. Trust me. And Pastor Vance had given me a very good quote. He said, troubles behind, faith ahead. And it was so impactful to my life that I was using it during the whole time. But, you know, I had, I had lots of difficulties. But with my team, I thank you, 2018 Adventure Team. I might thankful goes to all of you and our leaders. And it was just an incredible experience. This morning, I could relate when um, Pastor Danny was talking about Jerusalem and imagining that I had been there. And, and it's just so impactful. I would highly encourage you, if the Lord wills in your life, to attend. This is so meaningful. Carolyn, you are such a blessing, you know. Childlike, not childish faith. That woman, she's got childlike faith. Let me tell you, she preached many sermons. She probably prayed more than anyone publicly. Some of us are so afraid to pray. And Carolyn, you're just pure. Pure, just pure. Just empty your heart. Some of us, we wear masks. You don't wear a mask. You don't wear a mask, girl. You know, most of us would be afraid to show the real us. 
and the Lord's given you that. You're an example to me on that. What a privilege to travel with you. And thank you, Tom and Nancy. You meant, yeah, you, Tom and Nancy were there for you as well. Carolyn would get lost everywhere. <laughs> and we, we, Tom and Nancy were amazing, you know. And that's where we have all this, our strengths and weaknesses, right? All of us. That's why we need the body. Isn't that good? That's why we can come out here this morning. There's people to your right and left that love you, that love you. If you feel like you're alone a little bit in a storm, the Lord loves you. We love you. I'm glad you're here. Well, where you at, Vance? Come on, baby. Bring it. Pastor Vance Hunter. Yeah, I like it. Thank you, Mark, and uh, the whole team. It was just an incredible, incredible experience. Um, we were in Nazareth, and we were on our way to lunch. And uh, we were walking through the city. There was a lot of, uh, you know, merchants and whatnot, people along the way, and we were in a line. I'll get to that picture in just a second. And so we took a right into the restaurant, but I looked ahead, and there was a guy standing about 10 feet in front of me, and uh and he looks at me, and I mean, we're, we're in, and as we were walking through the city, all I was thinking was, Jesus walked here. Jesus grew up here. This is Jesus' home. That's the kind of things I was thinking. I was looking. And this guy, 10 feet in front of me, he looks at me, and he says, welcome, Vance. <laughs> and, and I thought, whoa, man, this is incredible. And so I thought I saw an, an angel, you know. I said, this is my moment. This is it. And I turned to my wife, and I think it was a Shanoa there. And I said, that guy, he knew my name. And Shanoa looks at me and points at my name tag. And said, <laughs> so that wasn't my moment. <laughs> it blew me away. So anyway, my moment was, I had many moments like so many of you all too. We had just constantly talked about our moments, and there was just many, many moments. Uh, we ended up, uh, we came to a city called Elab, right, Elab. And uh, we're standing on the Red Sea, myself, my wife, and we took pictures. There was many of us that showed up. We're on the Sea of Gal, I mean the Red Sea. We're on the Red Sea. And so, you know, you think about Moses and the children of Israel crossing over, right? God made a way through the Red Sea. So we're there on the Red Sea, and later that night, my wife and I, we went back in that area, and we went to a, under the bridge that we had crossed, and we were just sitting there. And so we started taking selfies. You know, just we took a selfie, boom, that's not it. We took another, that's not it. That, and we would laugh after each one. Ah, you look funny. You look funny. Yeah, you look funny. And we, we just laughed and laughed. We took about 20 selfies, and after each one, we laughed. And, uh, and at the end of that, just like Mark said, suddenly, you know, it dawned on me, we were here at the Red Sea earlier today. And Elisa and I, we just laughed. And we just been laughing and laughing. I feel like we just crossed over. We just crossed over into a new realm in our relationship, a new bonding. And, uh, and felt like spiritually we crossed over. And I felt that way, not just with my wife, but with those on the team and and, and others, and uh, even mankind, people. And uh, finally, even before that day, I think the next day, I even kissed Mark on the cheek, you know? <laughs> so we crossed over, Mark. <laughs> All right, you're going to have to edit that part out, okay? 
You can tell. Why did I grow a beard? Yeah. I haven't touched that spot yet, Vance. I'm just kind of protecting it right there. Vance is a good brother. I love that guy. Alicia, where are you at, girl? Come on up here. Come up here. Vance's wife, and uh, what a joy to know Alicia, to have you with us, have that time with your man, that special, so many moments. Thank you. This is scary being in front of all of you. <laughs> but, um, hi. Well, one of my moments was at the Church of the Holy Sepulchre um, when we went uh, inside the dome and I was looking up my moment. I was just in awe of everything that I was seeing. And I looked up at one of the walls as I looked up at the dome. I could see this like red, I thought it was a fresco of some sort because we've seen so many at the Vatican and everywhere. And I kept staring at it and I just felt like the Holy Spirit just grabbed a hold of me and I felt the Lord saying, here I am. You know, you, I've been asking to reveal himself to me, touch my soul. And uh, I looked at my, someone standing, Yvette. Yvette was standing next to me. I said, Yvette, do you see that? And she said, no. I said, no, look again, Yvette, look. It's red. Do you see the face? And she said, no, I don't. And I just stood there. I said, Lord. I said, thank you so much because I've been wanting to feel and experience you in a different, deeper way. And uh, that was my moment. And it was a moment I can't even describe. It was so deep. But I also wanted to bring up the, uh, the location again, the Holy Sepulchre, where they said that Jesus was crucified and where his tomb is located in the old Jerusalem. It was an undescribable moment, but I have to stop at this point and just share with you, everything around us are these big hard stones and rocks everywhere. And he revealed to me that I've had a hardened heart for so long. And I was like, seeing all these stones, and I can hear the Holy Spirit speaking to me and saying, you have a hardened heart. And I said, like, me? <laughs> but yes, me. And so he's working on softening that heart and letting others in. Also, that connection, it was overwhelming. But I did feel the peace and the comfort from the Holy Spirit and the Lord was just also saying, here I am. So that was my moment. Thank you. All right. Now for a gentleman that spoke four times. His name is Jimmy. Jimmy Lau. Hey, this is the second time, you know, 2018 and then 2012. 2012 trip, Jimmy spoke once, and then this last time, 14, and now four times, and this is your fifth, Jimmy. I'm joking with him because I can joke with him. I love this guy so much, and every time he speaks, it's profound. Give it up for Jimmy. Seventh century Rome, seventh century B.C. Rome built Mamertine Prison which was a subterranean prison 
of two small rooms, one stacked on top of the other. You can see the word here, you can see the word here. In 17th century AD, the Church of St. Joseph of the Carpenters was built over that prison. Actually, this is the church. The Mamertines were Italian mercenaries that seized part of Sicily, what is now known as Messina, Messini, in 288 BC. Actually, during New Testament time, the name of the prison was uh, Tullianum. That name could be named after uh, either of two Roman kings, Tullus Hostilius or Servius Tullius. Or the name could come from a Latin word, Tullus, meaning jet of water. Because on the lower chamber was a spring of water. Now, uh, church tradition says that both Peter and Paul could have been imprisoned there. And we saw a painting in the prison of both apostles together. But probably they were not together. They were not in prison together at the same time. Now, during those times, Rome did not have large jails where they incarcerate people for a long time. Prisoners were put under house arrest and, and they could be brought to this prison where they would be executed soon. Now, uh, tradition says that uh, both Paul and uh, Peter witnessed to jailers and baptized them because they had a spring of water in the bottom chamber. Well, this jail reminds me of the boldness and dedication of the apostles. And I do pray for a little more courage for myself in talking about and following God. So this was my moment. Thank you. Thank you, Jimmy. That was awesome. Eugenia, how are you going to follow that up with your husband? Che Eugenia is a woman with very few words, right? Oh. <laughs> so I got to keep it short, right? <laughs> so my moment of significance is during the time of Maceda. I guess it's coming up soon. From a distance, when I saw this rock, I said, gee, this looks like an ordinary rock. What's the significance of Maceda? From a distance, it looks like a rock. 
as we went to Maceda, we transversed up on the cable car, 1,300 feet from the sea level. When I got there, it reminded me of a civilization that is very, very different. There, Harriet the king had built palaces there. There were also situations where there are ritual baths. There's a synagogue. There's also quarries as well as water supply. So there's three areas that I found Maceda very impactful. One, there was a synagogue that provided like a sanctuary. Two, during the Jewish rebellion against the Romans, the Romans did not want to be captured. So people committed suicide from that rock. And third, is the inspiration of Masada. Here you have a civilization where people were self-contained. This is my second trip to Israel. And what I find is that it has added another layer of understanding, appreciation, what has God provided for us. I also kind of commit myself to spend more time reading the Bible. And hopefully, that will increase my understanding. Will I go a third time? Who knows? <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Rosalind. All right, Rosalind, you're our last. Where are you at, girl? Rosalind is, th this woman was unbelievable. She's just, she's a young lady, but she can walk, I mean, unbelievable. She's like, so quick. We love you so much. Everyone on this trip, and Rosalind, come on, give us your heart. Share with us. This was really an amazing trip. Um, I have many things to share, so I wrote it all down, and we'll read it to you. So, I am richer knowing 41 people and being with them, my church family. Number two, love in action, praying and helping those who were sick and needed help. Number three, witnessing two people outside our group receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior with Pastor Mark sharing the good news. Uh, number four, at the Sea of Galilee. Oh, great. Um, God has called me to be a fisher of men. Um, through life's storms, he was with me um, and strengthened me physically and gave me uh, well-being, mental alertness, spiritual feeding, and saw me through my emotional uh, weaknesses, vulnerability, and loneliness. I really had a hard time without my husband, Duke, there. Number five, with our tour guide's historical information tied together with Pastor Mark's biblical teaching with personal takeaways and application and to find balance. Number six, being baptized in the Jordan River, a renewed commitment with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Number seven, Psalms 23, a deeper understanding of my shepherd who cares for his sheep. And number eight, in Christian growth, preparation, and protection by God's grace and to his glory. Thank you, Mark and Tracy. Thank you, sweetie.
was so special. I just remember walking down the streets with Roz right here for like 40, you know, whatever it was, a half hour, just talking with her like she's like my, I was going to say, you're my sister. Just my sister. It was beautiful. And, you know, we just had those moments. It was just great. It was great. Hope you've been encouraged this morning. Have you been? You know, um, you know, thank you again. You know, we're, we're, we're family. And uh, as we went, we prayed for you. And thank you for praying for us. And, you know, the Bible says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. And I think you do. You, you see this and you go, man, I, I want that. But that comes from the Lord. And just by drawing near to God, my prayer for you is that you'll take this and be encouraged even this week to draw near to the Lord. Maybe get away. Take a walk in Lake Chabot, you know? Just get away. Sometimes just a change of your scenery to meet the Lord is a powerful thing. So next week we're going to do in part two. And uh, by the way, if you haven't gotten your picture to Jill, please email your picture to Jill for next week. We'll get everyone else there. And then I'll spend two weeks after that. I'm going to take you on a slideshow tour, over 200 slides of Israel, maps, everything. But it's going to come from the heart. You're going to see slides from over 30 years where I've traveled to Israel. I'm just going to tell you stories. Uh, there's no way I could share with you everything. Uh, it would take me, you know, just years. There's nothing like the privilege of teaching the Bible, literally where the Bible was inspired to be written in those settings. I don't know how many chapters of scripture we read. I mean, I don't know. Books we read. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. So thank you for your prayers. Uh, I'll share with you in a few weeks uh, where we're, our, our next series is going to, it's already changed my life studying for it. I've written 15 messages. It's taken me hours to study. I can't wait. Um, we're going to get it in booklet form. I will keep that a secret for you. You have to keep coming out back to hear where we're going next. But I, you're, I know you're going to love it because it's God's word. Anything in God's word is amazing, right? So, uh, hmm. hey, let me pray for you. Have that privilege. And uh, yeah. yeah, let's talk to the Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you for the privilege of just seeking after you. You say, seek for me and you'll find me if you search for me with all your heart. Sometimes our heart gets distracted or hardened or just uh, divided. And maybe this morning, Lord, you've just spoken to us about, it kind of seems like that's the theme this morning. And um, God is just a prayer away. <laughs> he loves you. I always hate to rush out of here feeling like, oh, I have the quote magic prayer no I don't there is no magic that's the wrong term to use God loves you and just would you talk to your God our God the one who's here right now just a little quietness quiet moment for you to talk to God about whatever's in your heart just come before him in genuineness being real right now